Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can grow and learn together. So I've been thinking a lot about three things that get mixed up. Uh, the first or the one that probably most of you are the most interested in is actually astral projection. People confuse astral projection, lucid dreaming, and out-of-body experiences all the time. I mean, technically, I guess you could call them all the same thing, but they're really not. Lucid dreaming is actually just the ability to be consciously aware that you're dreaming. You can actively interact with the dream and manipulate the dream, but you're not really in control of it. It is just the awareness that you're dreaming, and it has been scientifically proven and around for thousands of years. An out-of-body experience is different. And I have to say that it's really weird to me that the out-of-body experience is acknowledged by the scientific community, but astral projection is not. It's considered more of just a spiritual practice, but really they are almost identical. Other than that, in an out-of-body experience, the description instead of this going beyond the room that you're in is essentially this floating outside of your body, like being somewhere between your body and the ceiling. And I guess why doctors want to acknowledge it or are willing to is that they have linked it to physical things that are outside of our control, something that is unplanned, whether it's illness, you know, epilepsy, migraine, even anxiety, um, sleep paralysis, drug use, <laughs> right? All of the things. Like they can pinpoint cause and effect and therefore they are calling it you know, medically acceptable, I guess, you know, like the majority of the medical community will recognize what they call an OBE or out-of-body experience. Astral projection is an out-of-body experience, except for that it is almost always done with intention, whether it's meditation or any other kind of spiritual practice. Um, my best friend will astral project at the drop of a hat, as soon as you do any kind of spiritual healing exercise with her on her. So, oh, okay. I get that it's different, planned versus unplanned. But astral projection can take multiple forms. The one that most people are familiar with is actually called the separation model. It is this belief, I guess, <laughs> right? It is this going to other places while you are outside of your body. It is going to other planes is what people like to describe it as, um, going into the Akashic records. It is actually a layer relatively close to our human body, right? If you look at the layers of our energy body, right, of our auric body. We have the different pieces, right, the very normal ones, the lower aspect, the emotional body, the mental body. Then we have the astral, 
then the etheric, then the celestial, and it just goes on and on, right? The oral or the astral body is right outside of the emotional body. It's pretty close. And it's leaning hard into what we need to humanly conceive and have some sort of proof or evidence of the experience that we've had. It very, not very, because sometimes it's super bizarre, okay? But it uses things that our human brain can comprehend, not unlike Akashic Records. You've heard me talk about Akashic Records before. They are amazing. They can do a lot to help you accept your path, your challenges, your spiritual gifts, but they give you this very human construct of what your past spiritual experience was. You will learn that you are from some specific planet or served on some specific council. And true or not, I actually believe that we're not literally from some planet. We didn't live in some resort or go on some specific council or in some meeting the way that we do here on earth, but that it's the only way to express what the spiritual spirit, the spiritual experience was without having it just rip apart our consciousness, right? There has to be some human parallel that we can understand almost like a metaphor, Right When we go there, it's as if we are this hologram of ourselves having this experience out there somewhere, in another place, in a higher astral plane, as if we have opened up like a Russian doll and part of us has come out, right? I teach people to do what I call the golden cord, right? Before you go into the type of meditation where you're going to project out of yourself, imagine that you have tied a golden cord between your ankle and the ankle of your spirit. Spirit doesn't technically have an ankle, <laughs> okay? But our brain understands that, right? It can be infinitely long, but it keeps us connected and grounded to our body. It allows us to have that freedom to travel, to experience without the fear of leaving and never coming back. Being in the astral plane is not unlike being dead. It's peaceful and you're, you're free of bodily concerns. People get afraid that something scary is going to happen out there. Beloved, the only time something scary happens out there is when you are considering not coming back and your spirit friends, so to speak, are like, get the hell back in your body. You have work to do. <laughs> okay. Now, a lot of people describe that separation of self as having actually a silver cord that plugs you into your chakra system. Use whichever version of this thinks um, resonates with you, right? Whatever it is, make sure that you are connected to your body when you are thinking about this type of astral travel or if you have the tendency towards it. This is where I don't understand why science doesn't think it's okay, because if all these other things are acknowledged to give us an out-of-body experience, it can be triggered by drugs or illness or even dehydration, then why could it not be triggered by meditation? I believe it can. I believe it is. And I do believe that if out-of-body experiences can be confirmed by science, then astral projection can also. What a lot of people don't know is that there are different schools of thought, uh, different natures of astral projection. People always go towards this separation model of I leave my body and I go there. 
But there's also the phasing model, which I consider to be more like remote viewing or watching TV. This is seeing into another plane, right? It is like turning on the radio or turning a television channel to have this experience, to see it. It's like remote viewing. I see into another place and time. It has more of that sensation of being in our bodies as if there is this movie screen within us allowing us to have this experience. I actually think this is probably a lot more palpable for people because it's less scary, <laughs> right? There's less of this idea of I'm, I'm leaving myself. It gives that confidence. And I actually have a few clients who have sort of spontaneous astral separation experiences that I think if they will intentionally use the phasing model, they can allow themselves to feel some safety within the experience. Now, there's also what they call the skeptical model, which is basically just that it's all a mechanical, imaginative experience. Well, that's okay. I mean, if it's something that your let's say let's say that let's say that when you go into this state of meditation that your mind just makes shit up well that's okay too <laughs> okay i mean i know that there are times that that is the case i talk to people who've had experiences and i 100% it feels at my core that this was in their imagination but it was still a useful experience and is no less valid if it gives you comfort to think that your mind is making it up the way that it makes up dreams, so be it. But most people can acknowledge that their dreams are teaching them something or at least purging some kind of experience that needs to be purged. And so therefore, completely valid. Now, one thing that people don't always know is that there are two types of projection. There is this astral projection and then there's also etheric projection. Astral projection uses reality as a metaphor. You are going to have these more real feeling experiences, right? You may visit an actual environment. It may or may not actually be inhabited. There are visions that seem like the past or the future or this Akashic record of visiting this place. It uses that parallel to things that our brain can make sense of so that we can believe and we can learn and we can get the message without this complete disorientation from something that seems too far out there, too unreal. Etheric projection is just outside of that, for lack of a better word, right? If we go back to this thought of our auric body, the way our energy projects outward from our body, the etheric template is outside of the astral. It's a little bit farther beyond the confines of our human consciousness. It is more of this sense of being in the cosmos. It's a different type of experience. It doesn't look like some place that we could actually go visit. It's more energetic. It's more of a, of a variance, of a feeling, of a knowing. 
I hesitate to say it's a higher experience, but it does require more of faith in that vital force that is us, bigger than us, projecting as us without that human reality sort of metaphor, right? Because even if you're out there astral projecting and the creatures that you encounter, should you encounter them, look nothing like human. They are still some humanoid or physical type of form, even if it seems to be completely energetic. We still see an image that helps our brain. Spiritual practices so often just to get our brain on board. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, it is quite, quite divine. But that etheric projection is more of a feeling and a knowing. It's like when a healer moves past the place of having to feel the ailment or the emotion of their client and they can move past that to the place where they just know it is there and they don't have to experience it within themselves. What I can tell you is that it is real. And we need to do what it allows us to do, to learn, to grow, to let go. For me, etheric projection is more about this complete willingness to understand and believe that I am a projection of the universe the same way that a drop of the ocean is a projection of the ocean. It has all of the elements of the ocean. A single drop when taken apart has all of the elements of the ocean itself and I have all of the elements of the universe itself and of you and you and I and we are all the same and we are manifest into different forms. This desk is the universe being a desk and I am the universe being Jennifer and my voice is the universe being heard by you. And when we project, we touch that even just for a moment. No matter what form we take, whether it's that human metaphor, that energetic knowing, whether it's like being a hologram or like watching TV, whether it's in our imagination or right in front of us where we can feel it and touch it and taste it, it does not matter. It serves the same purpose. The same purpose to remind us that we are one with the universe and with each other to remind us that our spirit could be anywhere doing anything and yet it is right here, right now, in this place, in this time to experience this life. And all we have to do is our best every day to trust that others are doing their best, to let them voluntarily evolve while we focus on who we are here to become and when we do that, everything falls into place. Some days it takes more practice than others, but in the end, it's always worth it all the time. Roll that around in your head. Keep the parts that work for you. Lay in bed tonight and imagine what it is like to see into another world, into another reality. Set the intention 
ask the universe to guide you and teach you and give you the experiences that are right in line with your growth today, with your highest good this day, and trust the unfolding. Until next time, beloved, namaste. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session. However it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.